Welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by sophomore on the Boston University women's lacrosse team, Elle Stevenson. Last season in 11 games, Elle had two points and scooped up a ground ball, as well as causing a turnover. In her lacrosse career, Elle is a two-time Nashville Telegraph first team All-State, and as a senior, Elle was named an All-American and the Offensive Player of the Year. She also received the Sabre Nation Athletic Award, and as a junior, she was named to the Under Armour New Hampshire Highlight Team. Elle, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for coming on today. How's everything going? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, currently, I'm home where I don't leave to go back to school till I think January 13th. So it's been really nice being home, kind of getting a break from school, being able to train on my own. Um, I've been working out a lot at this place called Compete, which is in Norwood, Mass. That's usually where I do most of my training for like strength and conditioning and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I've been doing pretty well. How about you? I've been doing well as well. Uh, basically, I'm just uh, currently on winter break like yourself, just in trying to enjoy the time off before uh, the craziness begins again in January. Yeah. Now, how was your fall semester both on and off the field for yourself? So fall for us was was really good. We came in this season or this fall season um, in really good shape, which was a big improvement from last year. I know a lot of the girls um, we kind of came in all over the place. Some were in shape, some were not. Um, so I guess that was a good improvement from last season, which was great. We were able to um, get rolling and our coach was super happy about that. We also got a new offensive coach, um, Brittany Griffin. So she's been a great addition to the team and stuff. You know, we learned, I learned a lot from her offensively so far this fall, which has been great. Um, off the field, you know, I've been trying to build a lot of chemistry with my teammates. You know, we have our new incoming freshmen, so I've been able to get um, really close with a lot of them. They're great. Um, they bring a lot of personality to the team. So overall, it's been, it was a really great fall, fall ball, fall semester. Yeah. And I guess what did you work on this fall and I guess currently and also during the off season to get ready for this upcoming season beginning in February? Yeah. So my coach, before we left, we obviously had our um, feedback meeting. So my coach is wanting me to take the draw for our team this spring semester. So I've been doing a lot of draw work. I recently just met with um, Dempsey Arsenal, who's someone I've been working with the past couple of years. i um, been doing a lot of draw stuff with her. Um, I'm also right now supposed to be playing attack for my team this spring. Um, so I've been working a lot on my um, offensive game, both on the elbows and at top. That's kind of where I'm going to be playing um, mostly. Um, so, yeah, I've just been building, you know, my skill for that and, you know, being able to do different things with my stick shooting wise. So, yeah. What has uh, Dempsey taught you about the draw control? I guess what what type of drills do you work on to sort of um, get ready for that? I know you don't want to reveal probably all your secrets in case any of your <laughs> opponents are listening, but if there's some sort of insight you can give on that, that would be awesome to hear. Yeah, well, so what's funny is I, I did take the draw in high school. I didn't really get to actually be taught how to take the draw. I kind of just did it on my own because I was tall and strong. Um, So she has been right now teaching me really just the – absolute like the actual basics of just like getting your lip in and being able to dig the ball out of your stick which also just stems from um wrist strength so we've been working a lot on that I've also been 
um, trying to develop what is more my like go-to, which I'm not going to say, but what my go-to is for when I take the draw. So we've been kind of strengthening the one that I ended up um, being best at. So lots of strength, uh, wrist work and stuff like that. Just being able to use my body boxing out and which way I, you know, I'm able to get the draw um, and how that's effective and stuff for me. Yeah. And how do you also try to balance, I guess, your versatility being a draw control player, but also an attacker as well? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was originally a midfielder, still am, but I think for me, I'm, I like being part of transition. So it's not so much, it's not difficult for me to be able to do both. You know what I mean? Like I like being part of that natural flow of the fast break. So for me, I think it's just, it's a great opportunity. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm an attacker now, but it's also great that my coach um, sees me as someone that's able to, you know, take the draw for the team and still be part of that transition, even though I'm not a midfielder right now. Has your mindset been different this year as a sophomore compared to last season as a freshman? It must be a little bit refreshing since you kind of know what to expect this season compared to last year. Yeah, freshman um, freshman season last year, I was a sub. So it was a little bit different than last or this this fall and this spring. Um, I think my mindset last year was more about like, I mean, it still is now, but it's more like, how can I help the team when I get on the field? What's my fill-in role for the girl I'm going on the field for? And now this year, it's more like, how am I able to be a leader on the field? How am I able to um, set an example for the rest of my teammates, whether that's offensively on the field? And I'm able to focus more on like what I can do to help the team rather than like how I can help other people be better, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I think other than that, my mindset would probably be to win. I think last year I, you know, I still had a role on the team, but I wasn't able to be on the field all the time. So I think also just like being a starter and stuff is a lot different for me now than it was last year. Yeah, for sure. And obviously one a good quote I heard from a coach recently is like, it doesn't matter whether you're a freshman or a senior, um, anyone can be a leader on the team. So right. my question to you is sort of like, are you more of a set lead by example type of player or, or, or do you try to be vocal at times for some of the new players on uh, trying to set that good example uh, for the standard that you want your team to be like? Yeah. So for me, for right now, um, my coach wants me to lead by example. I can still have obviously a voice on the field, um, but we typically want to leave that to our upperclassmen who are just have been on the field more, have been part of the program for a longer time. You know, I'm someone that still loves to work individually with my teammates on and off the field. I love being able to give people feedback. I like receiving it as well. Um, but I think for this season specifically, my role will typically be to be more um, a leader and setting an example for the rest of my team rather than being more of a vocal point. I think I'm going to leave that up to, you know, our seniors. So. Now you mentioned that you had some fall ball games this year as well. Um, so my question to you is what was fall ball like for your team from your perspective and what did you just take away from the scrimmages that your team played and overall, how have the new freshmen looked um, from your squad this year? Yeah. So we, this year we added a lot of speed onto our team. We have, um, a couple attackers, a couple of midfielders. Some of us are a little bit still injured. We actually have nine injured players right now, which is unfortunate. Um, so we're slowly getting back into it. But um, as far as that goes, we have speed, which is awesome this year. Our freshmen 
um, have definitely gotten a lot more comfortable with the rest of us. I know, like, I remember last year, it was a little bit scary coming in and not really knowing anyone and not knowing your place on the field. But this year, definitely, or this fall, we were really good about making the freshmen comfortable, you know, wanting to, you know, work with them one-on-one. So, you know, they know how to work with us. They know how we play on and off the field. They know what we're like as people, um, you know, outside of lacrosse and stuff like that. And then, I think our chemistry definitely um, grew throughout fall ball, which was awesome. You know, our our team, I think one of our focuses is definitely being able to work really well together because I think personally for me, that's that's how a team is successful. Like they have good chemistry. They're really close with each other. They have each other's back. Like, you know what I mean? So I think as far as that, that's kind of something that helped us do so well this fall. Nine injured players, that's pretty crazy. Are they all expected to be uh, back by the beginning of the season or are some of them going to miss parts of, I guess, the season as well? Yeah, some of them will. Um, one of my, my, actually my roommates, the girl I live with, Jane Feeney, she tore her ACL. So I don't know if she'll, if she comes back, it will be more towards the end of the season, unfortunately. Um, Siri, who's another girl in my class, she's one of our defenders, She's supposed to be back, I think, midseason. Um, so a couple of us, but majority, it's probably not going to be all of us at the same time. So, Well, uh, maybe if you look at it positively, you get to add new players as the season progresses. So yeah. it gets, gives you like some fresh legs, I guess, when the playoff hunt comes along, which is always important. Oh, so yeah. that's the way I would look at it personally. Yeah, for sure. Now, what are your team's goals and expectations for this upcoming season? Obviously, it's to win, but is there the other goals that your team might have that fans aren't aware of? Yeah, so um, as a team, we met before we left for winter break. Um, one of our biggest goals is, yes, obviously to win, but um, as from what we learned last year, being able to take every practice and every game day by day is going to be really important to us as far as building. So our team right now is focusing on building, building each other up, building our program up. Um, so I think definitely our biggest goal is to just be focusing on each practice, not taking it for granted, not walking through it and just getting it over with, like making sure that we're getting what we specifically need to be getting out of that practice so that it helps us, um, you know, be more successful towards our next game. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, uh, what do you want to individually accomplish next season as well, especially since you mentioned that uh, you're going to be a starter most likely as the, when the ball finally, when the, when the season finally begins? Yeah. Um, me personally, where, where I'm going to be playing um, on the offensive side of the ball, my, my goal is just to be able to be able to execute it and be able to be um, someone that my team can count on on the field, be consistent enough that when I get the ball or where I have the ball, like my teammates know what I'm doing, what my role is, and I'm able to execute that role, if that makes sense, which is obviously what I've been working a lot on skill-wise here um, so that I'm able to be um, diverse on the field, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Now let's transition and talk about the beginning of your career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today, because I think yeah. a lot of people will be interested in uh, your journey to BU. So uh, from the research I did on yourself, it says you're from Amherst, New Hampshire. So talk about growing up there and how you start playing lacrosse, because uh, I feel like New Hampshire isn't like the lacrosse hub, I guess, as other right. parts of New, ha of New England. 
<laughs> yeah, New Hampshire doesn't have um a ton of ton of lacrosse. It's getting there, but um, so honestly, I started playing lacrosse when I was in sixth grade, I think, and it was more at first. It was more something for me to do socially. I a lot of the girls that I was friends with did it, so I kind of did it to have fun, if that makes sense. Um, and then I think actually, really, when COVID hit, and I think that was my sophomore year of high school. Freshman year, um, I was on the uh, high school team, obviously, which was cool. I, you know, looked up to a lot of the senior girls that were, you know, already committed to going to colleges, which I, that wasn't something I was interested in quite yet. I wasn't as competitive, but um, I think during COVID was when I met Dempsey Arsenal for the first time. There were those Zoom things going on and you got to, you know, do sessions online, which was so cool. Um, and that was when I started working with her, she was kind of like, you know, like you kind of have the potential to be able to play in college. And, you know, that gave me confidence. And I was like, oh, wow, someone like her telling me I could probably play at the next level. Like, that's really cool. Um, so I, that's when I started a lot of my training. I obviously couldn't really meet anyone in person, but I was training a lot in my backyard on my own. Um, I was putting a lot of like highlight videos of myself out there, made my own Instagram account. Um, and then I was slowly becoming someone even in my town where like the girls that I would play with on my high school team, like they would reach out to me and be like, Hey, like, what are you doing? What are you working on? Like, are there things that you can give me that I can work on? So when we get back, like I'm ready for whatever, like whatever, whatever position they play. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I started building from there, you know, after COVID was kind of over with, I, we went back to school I met Kristen Shellman. She was another person that I started working with. I met a lot of, you know, um, other lacrosse girls and became close with them, which was cool. And I was just meeting a lot of people and started to play more, found more playing opportunities, which was awesome. And then I ended up finding Compete, I think my junior year of high school in the fall, um, which was cool. And I just kind of started, you know, um, building my skill level, my athletic level, um, and eventually got to play and get to be you. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you were going through sort of that time of your life in high school, sort of trying to get better as a lacrosse player, did you like watch, did you like watching lacrosse, like on TV, any specific teams and players that you looked up to? I imagine uh, Dempsey Arsenal would be one of those players that you looked up to. Yes, honestly, um, when I started watching lacrosse, it was literally all of the BC games. I would rewatch BC games. Um, I love watching that team. I loved watching Dempsey. I like watching her her games in the pro league and stuff. She's awesome, and she's definitely the player that I look up to the most, even still. So, is it kind of weird, full circle now? Now you want to beat BC or their biggest one of their biggest rivals, um, not just in lacrosse but in other sports as well. Oh yes, I would love. I would love for my team to be able to beat BC again. I mean, we haven't in a little bit. I think. I think or not back in the day, but a while back, um, BU used to be BC and that was before BC became what it is now. Um, and now, you know, BC is like one of the top 10 schools, which was awesome. Um, so that would be really cool opportunity if I got to beat them while I was at BU. Yes. Now, like you mentioned before college, you played for your high school at South Egan High School. So just talk Yes. a little bit more about your high school lacrosse experience and what's the best memory you have from your time there when you look back on it now. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think, so my freshman year, um, again, I said I, I wasn't that interested in lacrosse, but I had a lot of upperclassmen girls that I looked up to who were going to school for it and were really good. 
my sophomore year, unfortunately, I didn't get to play, but our team, we had a really great team for that year. And we were going to, you know, hopefully end up winning the entire thing, which would have been really cool. Um, and then by my junior year, I became a leader for that team. Um, I got close with Shannon, who was our goalie, um, our junior senior year of high school. She was awesome. Um, and we were like, I think, um, Callie Bishop ended up being on our team that junior year. And that was a really great season for us. McKinley Curo, who coached me, um, at Granite State Elite, she then became our head coach, my junior year of high school for Sohegan. And she was always really hard on me. Um, and I think looking back at that experience, I think I grew as a person, I grew as a leader. I understood like what my role was and how I could help my team and how important that was and how important team chemistry was. Um, and yeah, I think, I don't know. I think looking back at that, my favorite moment would probably be, well, we didn't beat Bishop Girton, but anytime we had the opportunity to play them, I think. It was my junior year. We played them. We lost, but it was the best game my team had ever played. We were all working our asses off. Um, we all had each other's backs. We were going into that game with our heads strong. We had a great attitude, great mentality. Um, and I remember my coach coming up to us at the end of the game and being like, I don't care that we lost. I That would be great if we won, but you guys had a hell of a game. And that was definitely a great moment for me because we came full circle as a team. Now, so. you mentioned this in your answer, but you also played club lacrosse for Granite State Elite. Um, what was Yes. that experience like for you? Um, I'm assuming it probably helped you a lot um, in regards to recruiting since you're playing against other um, high-end players from your area. Yeah, that was um, GSC was a lot of fun. But again, got to meet a lot of girls, was a close a lot of girls. Um, I had really great coaches. Noelle Lambert was one of my coaches at the time. McKinley, obviously, who I talked about. Um, Sam Devine, who's someone that's from my town. She's awesome. I love her. She was a really big motivator for our team. Um, I think a lot of my teammates on that team, not all of them ended up wanting to get committed to colleges. They were in like the type of thing where it's like you play to have fun. So GC was competitive, but it wasn't as competitive as the other things that I'm doing now and with the other people that I met through like Kristen and Dempsey. So I think for me, that was more like an outlet and a place for me to touch my stick. I think recruiting wise, I actually um, got more looks from working with Dempsey and Kristen. Um, but yeah. We'll get to that question in just a bit, but I do want to ask you one more question before we get to that. And that's something interesting I found out about yourself, which is you played soccer during your time in high school where you had a lot of success with that sport as well. Um, I'm just curious, how did playing soccer, you think, helped you in your lacrosse game? Yeah. Um, soccer for me, connection wise was footwork. That was a, that was a big one. I think footwork, being able to handle the ball was always hard. I was actually a forward. So I was constantly running up and down the field all the time and being like that outlet pass to either assist someone to score a goal or, you know, hit it out wide. Um, um, but I think how that helped me lacrosse wise. Yeah. Other than footwork, I think it was just footwork and acceleration really. Um, and just, you know, when I first started playing, I was not slow, but you didn't really understand. I didn't really understand the importance of like fast feet and, and how important it is and how it connects to being able to get around your defender, especially in the game of lacrosse. So, yeah. Are you a soccer fan still today or is it just something that you played growing up? 
No, that's something I played growing up. My mom is, but not me, no. All right. I'm just curious because I know some people are huge soccer heads here in the United States and they have like a team in Europe that they cheer for and all that stuff. Oh, So I'm yeah. always curious to know if anyone that played soccer um, have has one of those teams, I guess, um, as well, because I know it depends on each player. Yes, no, not me, but that's so cool. Now let's talk about your recruiting process now with BU. Um, what was that like for yourself? How did they end up finding you? Because I'm assuming it was very challenging since you were going through the recruiting process during the pandemic and you also Yeah. didn't play that many games, I guess, compared to some of your other players in your class at the time of when schools were looking at you. So I'm just curious how BU found you and what, what made that, what made BU, I guess, stand out compared to other schools you might've looked at during that time. Yeah, so um, to answer kind of the end of your question, BU, so uh, when I played at GC, obviously, a lot of the, a couple of the girls that actually babysat me growing up ended up playing at BU. So in the back of my mind, BU was always like a, a school for lacrosse that kind of like, let's say I ever really wanted to play in college. That was a school that I kind of hoped to be at. It was closer to home. It was in Boston, which I'm a huge city girl. So being in Boston is very much for me. Um, and I think as far as how BU kind of noticed me, McKinley Kuro, um, who was my, who was my coach in high school and stuff. Um, she's actually close with the head coach, Lauren Morton, um, at BU. So obviously like playing for GSC, being really close with McKinley, her knowing me as a player and as a person on and off the field was definitely a huge help in regards to like reaching out to more, kind of being like, Hey, like I have this player that I coach and I work with, like you know, she's really cool, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of how I got connected um, to BU. Nice, nice. And Yeah. then once you finally got to campus, what was sort of like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse um, as a freshman? I know you sort of talked about this year trying to make it more comfortable for the freshmen in your team this year so that it makes that transition easier for them. But when you were Yeah. going through it last year, what was sort of something that you thought stood out to you and how you how you dealt with it, I guess? Um... So, well, there's, for me, there was two parts. It was being on the field and then off the field. I think off the field location-wise, it didn't hit me at first, but I did get homesick eventually, you know, not having, like, your mom or your parents, you know what I mean? Like, the comfortability of, like, having a person that you're really close to near you, I guess, um, was a huge adjustment for me. And I think during the middle of the season, I think I was struggling kind of, like, um, being able to balance the social life, and school and lacrosse all at once and not having someone that I could kind of like get away to because you're stuck in the dorms. Um, and I think lacrosse wise for me, an adjustment was like in high school, I was one of the, I was the best player on my team. And, you know, you get to be you and you have this huge mentality like, oh, like I'm ready. Like I'm, you know, I'm committed to be here. I did all of this like prep work to get there. And, you know, and you get there and it's kind of like reality check, like, no, like you're not going to be the best player on the team. You, you know, you got to work your way up and there are going to be other people that are scary and intimidating and better than you and have been longer. Um, so I think as far as that goes, that was my adjustment, my biggest one. Yeah, you have to think about everyone on your team was probably the best player on their Oh, respective yeah. teams before they went to college. So that's what makes, I guess, college um, sports fun is sort of seeing the best Yes. of the best go out, go at, go at it in their individual um, sport that they play. 
Now, you play in the Patriot League. I think that's a really underrated conference because you got teams like Loyola, Army, and Navy who are consistently ranked and uh, sometimes do well in the tournament as well. So my question is, what's it like being a part of the Patriot League and just the competition that you guys face each game? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. I definitely agree with you. It is underrated, our league. Um, I think it's a really cool opportunity that we get to play. Well, Loyola, for example, is an incredible team, and the players there are unreal to watch and even be on the field with. Um, so, and yeah, I think Lehigh, Holy Cross, there's like a ton of different levels, um, which is cool that we get to play against. And obviously there are a lot of girls that I know on the team and a lot of, you know, people that you get to learn from and watch and play against. And I always think that's such a cool opportunity. So. Now, I do have to ask, um, you talked about sort of the adjustments that you're trying to make now as a sophomore when we were talking during the beginning of this interview. But as a freshman, what would you say was like the biggest improvement you made to your game from the beginning of the season to the end of the season? Yeah, so um, for me, I think transitioning into it was IQ. I think, you know, like high school and college, way different. I think also just how people take it seriously and how people go so much harder in college than they do in high school. It's just so different. So I think for me, knowing the game and having confidence and being able to direct people and know where to go and where to be on and off ball um, was a huge one for me. Now, last season, your team went nine to nine. What did you take away from your team's performance last season? Because obviously, as you're probably aware, it was a big improvement from the season prior before you joined there, yeah. uh, making an improvement, I believe, from like two wins to nine wins and sort of uh, having competitive games against ranked teams. Um, I mean, it must have been nice to sort of help make that jump that the program needed. And obviously, now you can use that season to make the jump for this season or for the upcoming yeah. season. Yeah, I think... Well, not obviously nine nine. That is a very much bigger bigger improvement than the season prior to that. Um, I do always think that we could have, you know, we beat Navy, right? So in my mind, it's like if we have the ability to beat Navy, top twenty team, who we haven't beaten in over like a decade, we have the opportunity and ability to beat all the other teams that we played against. So I think as far as that goes, something that I took away from that was like not taking wins or losses for granted, going in every game with the same attitude and same mentality um, and not taking any team lightly. Like, again, like we could beat Navy. Navy didn't know we had the ability to beat them, like vice versa, like a Holy Cross or someone that we beat, like they could have beaten us. So just going in with the right attitude and mentality every game and not taking it lightly, I think would be my takeaway. And you got your first collegiate goal last year against Presbyterian. Talk about what you remember from that play and just the goal and sort of what it meant to you. Yeah. Um, again, that was super exciting. Um, I think for me, that was like an icebreaker moment, you know, just kind of like, all right, like I got my like first goal jitters out and now I'm able to, you know, um, have the confidence to play and I'm, you know, able to move forward and know what I can do um, for the games to come. Now, you mentioned this earlier, but I guess I'll ask the question again. But I think the biggest moment from your season was, like you mentioned, when you guys upset uh, 20th ranked Navy. Um, just talk about the upset from your perspective and sort of what it meant uh, to your program moving forward. Yeah, that was that was a really good day. Um, we we as a team put a lot of work in in the offseason um, in practices and stuff. I remember our coach setting us down after the game and being so proud of us because she was like, 
that was a reflection of our practices. That was a reflection of the work that we put in the off season. And it was kind of like momentum for us moving forward. And for me as a freshman, that's such a cool opportunity and thing to be a part of. So it was definitely like an inspiring moment for sure. So let's move on to the segment I like to call the non-lacrosse segment, where I ask you some non-lacrosse questions to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field. Uh, so my first one is, if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? Blake Lively. She reminds me a little bit of myself, very bubbly and outgoing person. I have a very similar answer to yours. It's um, her husband, Ryan Reynolds. I think uh, really? he's a really, yes, I usually say him. I think he's a really cool guy. Um, he is. And I think he's a good actor, too, and I like a lot of his movies he's done. So even though we don't look alike, I feel like it will be cool to brag to people yeah. that he played me in a movie. So I'd go with him or Matt McConaughey, someone like that. Right. I love that. That's a good one. Now, obviously, New Year's Eve was yesterday. So do you have any New Year's resolutions? Ooh, um, <laughs> for me, uh, I think a big one for me is just sleeping. <laughs> It's really, no, no, no. It's, it has been even just like over winter break, I have struggled with the sleep. Like I like wake up every morning super early to like train and get my day going. And by the end of the day, I have like not no time left to do anything. Cause I kid you not, my entire day is dedicated to lacrosse. Um, so I think as far as sleeping, I think taking sleeping and hydration and nutrition seriously, just being more regimented for um, this year to get yeah. on. I got to do the same thing just because um, I'm the opposite. I probably stay up too late to try to get a lot yeah, of stuff see? done. Um, and obviously, as you know, as an athlete, sleep is super healthy for you and very important oh, as well because it makes you, um, I guess, probably makes you feel better and play better on the field, I would imagine. So I'm, yes. I got to do better with that myself. So I'll say I'll say I have the same re resolution as you. Awesome. Now, wh what is the most underrated holiday and what's the most overrated holiday? Okay. Um, underrated holiday, I think is Thanksgiving because I don't know for me, other than prepping the food, it's like, you don't have to like get gifts and like do the whole like decorating and thing like you do for like Christmas or Easter, um, holidays like that. And I think overrated is probably new year's Eve. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's an excuse for people to party, which is fine, but I think it's a little overrated in my opinion. Yeah, I just look at it as like every holiday is probably an excuse to party, like St. Patrick's Day, Christmas. So yeah. I don't have any problem with people celebrating. It's it's kind of a cruel world out there. So might as well try and enjoy <laughs> yeah. some stuff when you can. But I would right. say overrated for me is probably Halloween, just because like after you really? become an a become a, a young adult, um, you can't trick or treat anymore, and that's sort of the best part of True. Halloween. It's sort of like taking away like turkey on Thanksgiving after you turn like fifteen or giving gifts okay, to someone so after yeah. you so it's just sort of the best part of the holidays taken away from you so it just doesn't feel the same so i'll go with that one and then underrated i would say the same as you probably thanksgiving just because um you don't have that pressure like you mentioned but you also get to enjoy good food and watch football which is all, a, a lot of fun yes. now what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week Oh, so actually I saw this video um, that was about Michael Jordan. I would pull it up, but I feel like it's not something you're pulling up in a podcast, but it kind of talked about how he, he wasn't blaming himself, but he kind of mentioned like, he was like questioning, like, is it my fault that people don't see all the work that I put in 
um, to get to where I am and to get to how I am, like how I'm seen as a player. Right. So like people see him like on the court, he's making all these cool shots and all these cool takes and all that stuff. But like people don't see the behind the scenes. So is he like, is it my fault that people see me in that way and aren't putting in the work and are blaming kind of like, you know, maybe it's just cause I have natural abilities. You know what I mean? They're not giving him credit for like what he does behind the scenes versus in front of everybody else on the court in a game. You know what I mean? Um, which I think is cool. I relate to just because I think that's how I am and that's how I see things. Like I'm not broadcasting, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm working on. Um, I'm kind of, you know, getting it done, doing it on my own. And then when I get on the field, you kind of see all the work that I put in prior to that. Yeah. So. I remember Joe Burrow had a advice for all young like athletes and it was like, don't post everything on social media just because like, that sort of culture isn't that good. And sometimes it's just good just to right. sort of work in silence and sort of show everyone on the field because you don't have to put a bigger target on your back than you might already yes. have. Yes, um, exactly. I think my favorite Michael Jordan quote though, is probably like from that documentary, the last dance where he talked about winning has a price and leadership has yes. a price. And like, mm -hmm. he's like, one thing you'll never see about Michael Jordan is he didn't do something that his teammate or he didn't do tell his teammates to do something that he, he himself didn't do as well. And I really yes. like the quote and how he tried to make his teammates better. And he's like, if you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. And I think it's interesting to hear because I feel like we're now in a crossroads in sports where we're trying to have be better leaderships. But like, I feel like some people, it's like the old school and new school mentality, like what works yes. best for athletes today. I just think that's interesting because I think part of the old school method of leadership does still need to be worked because I do think it's good to push people because that's how they get better. But you also yes. don't want to go too far where it's like abusing other people as well. Right. You want to like try to like motivate everyone and get everyone together and sort of be there for them as well. Like what a lot of coaches are doing now. So it's, I just sort right. of thought it was a good quote, but it was interesting to me sort of thinking about how athletes sort of thought about stuff today versus um, oh, back yeah. in the 90s when he played. Very cool. Now, next non lacrosse question is, which player on the BU women's lacrosse team has the best off-the-field style? Oh, my gosh. Okay, two people, but I'm like, oh, it's so hard. Because actually what's funny is Quinn, I think, has really good style. But our other teammate, Toby Tick, I'm going to have to say Toby Tick. She's very she's very out there with her style, but um, definitely one of my favorite people to like kind of see when she walks in the locker room when she's got on. Well, I had Quinn Ferry on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to go with her answer, and I'm going to say L Stevenson because that she said you had the best style on the team. So I'll let no you know way. that. Yes. <laughs> no way. That's crazy. Oh, I haven't. I I can't wait to see hers come out. Yeah, it's going to be out. Um, I guess at the time of this recording this week, but obviously it'll oh, already be out by the time your episode's up as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll let you out. You'll obviously see it when it comes out. So yeah, um, yeah. it'll be out this week. Anyway, getting back to one more non-lacrosse question. That's just what is one place you would love to travel to um, in the future? Ooh, um, Italy. Mm -hmm. Always want to go to Italy. I think that would be really cool to just walk around and, you know, I actually have a, a friend from home that now lives there. She loves it. I would love to go and visit her out there. Seems mm -hmm. very fun. Cool opportunity. You should have an excuse now to go if you wanted to. Right? <laughs> Perfect. I'd say for me, probably like West Coast, like California, Arizona, Vegas. Oh, that, yep. That's that looks like a lot of fun. So I would like to go out there and see what that's all about. Yeah.
Now, getting back to some lacrosse questions now, first one is what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? Oh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I think, okay, so I think it's so cool. Like there's a lot of things coming out, like more opportunities for girls to like be showcased and, you know, get to play with like a lot of like top girls who are, aren't even like at college, like girls that are at the um, younger ages. I think, I think it's intimidating for people who haven't fully developed yet. If that makes sense. Like if I'm someone just coming into the game and I see all these things and all these girls that are like, you know, better than me or at a higher level, it's intimidating. And it's, it would make me feel like I wouldn't want to kind of put myself out there just because of how scary and how more into it everybody else seems. So I think kind of just making sure that the sport stays fun and is something that girls feel encouraged to do and not like pressured and making it seem like it's all about the showcase and like who's good and who's not, if that makes sense. And just one more question I want to ask you, Al, was just um, any advice you have for those younger players on sort of what it takes to be a college lacrosse player like yourself? Yeah, I think my advice would to be touch your stick every day, obviously. I think that's super important. And just like, if you want to play, love the game. Like it, it shouldn't be something, it shouldn't be like a chore, like find a way to like appreciate and love the game. And that's going to, that's going to honestly make you want to play. That's going to make you want to play better. And that's going to be a, a motivator for you moving forward and to get to the next level. So. Now, do you have any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates, family members and friends and who should we have on the podcast next? Because oh. obviously I want to give Quinn a shout out because this was a great suggestion. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Oh, thank you. Me too. Um, yeah, definitely shout out to Quinn. She's been connecting me with a lot of um, really cool people. So she's a, a very great teammate um, and friend. I think as far as someone that you could have on this podcast, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, Jen Berry. She was on, she um, went to BU her first four years of college and now she's at John Hopkins and she's going to be taking the draw for them this season. So she would be an amazing person to talk to. And I think you would really like her. Oh, for sure. We'll definitely uh, reach out and see what she has to say. But uh, Elle, I just want to say thank you again for coming on yeah. the podcast and taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it. I think you're you a great me. player and an even better person. So I just want to let you know that. And yeah. uh, obviously, best of luck for the upcoming season. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what you guys accomplish uh, for the upcoming season. It should be a lot of fun. But thanks for yeah. doing this. I appreciate it. And like yeah. I said before, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoy talking to you as well.